Monk Realty Show is the podcast at the intersection of real estate, technology, and future. This podcast is produced by Monk Tech Labs, which owns and operates SaaS products like the House Monk, which is used to manage residential portfolios, and the Office Monk, which is used to manage commercial portfolios. All right, folks. Well, we're back here today with another episode of the Monk Realty Show. Today, we're in Abu Dhabi uh, in UAE. This is my first time here. And I'm here with a good friend of mine, uh, Mohammed Sawad from Imkan Properties. Hi, Mohammed. Thank you for coming on the show. Pleasure. Um, I, you know, why don't I let you introduce yourself? Uh, maybe in a quick few lines uh, so that our audience gets to know you a little better. Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, I've been in the industry for uh, more than 14 years. Um, uh, property management uh, and community management. Um, uh, been, uh, you know, lucky to have associated with some of the, you know, very good firms in the UAE, starting from Wafi to Imar, and then moving along to Ithad uh, Towers, and then Rack Properties, and now I'm uh, pleased to be uh, heading the department of property and community management in Imkan Properties. Uh, it's been a year, but it's been a wonderful ride so far. Fantastic. Thanks for that introduction. So it's always nice to meet people who've been in property management, like you know, for more than a decade. Because we see that you know people come and go, you know, from this uh, from this profession quite uh, quite quickly. So, in your experience, what do you think are three metrics that property managers should keep tracking like a hawk? Right. Well, um, of course, there are def- definitely more than three, uh, <laughs> and that's <You> hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and that's of course keep checking my my boss uh, on the KPIs. Jawad, have you achieved all those? Right. <laughs> but there are, um, definitely there are three which of course tops my list as well um, and I would say that uh, starts from uh, net operating income mm-hmm. that's something I, I as a property manager have to keep an eye at all times mm-hmm. um, tenant experience mm-hmm. is one thing which I raise very high mm-hmm. uh, and ultimate the last but not least I would say uh, the tenant retention mm-hmm. Uh, retention is the key mm-hmm. uh, to the success of any property, Fantastic. and uh, and that of course will build based on the experience that you offer. They're kind of like tied very closely. Definitely, to each other. absolutely, because your the experience, a tenant, you know, start having the experience of a property from the day you put the property in the market. Mm-hmm. Forget mm-hmm. about coming to view the property and then signing the document, that's of course mm-hmm. is different steps altogether that in itself requires, each step requires an experience. Right. But how you present the property in the market itself is an experience. And I believe that's very important. And that's what these three metrics, um, if you have a look at it, I mean, I always keep an eye on these three. Uh, let me ask you a question here, right? Because we're speaking about, let's say, retail and commercials. Yes. If let's say there is a scenario where you have a stable tenant, yeah. uh, let's say retail, and they've been your customer already for like the last five years, and let's say they're doing reasonably well. Now, a new tenant is coming and offering you, let's say maybe like forty percent more rent uh, than what your current tenant is actually offering. How would you go about handling that? You know, would you prefer to maintain your relationship with your existing uh, retail customer, or do you think like forty mm, percent is still a lot of money and that's something that you know, we should start looking at. Well, uh, um, if there is always a way to look at it. Um, if you do not have a space, of course, you don't want uh, your tenants to go. Right. Uh, the tenant retention is extremely key. Mm-hmm. Um, having a more rent doesn't mean that the, he, the, the tenant who's new tenant will stay there for you know one year, two years based on the experience. So mm-hmm. another thing which we always assess as a for the commercial tenant is the the permanent strength. Mm-hmm. How financially the strong are. Mm-hmm. 
paying a rent for one year 40% doesn't you know um, uh, I would say qualify you to be uh, the long-term tenant for you as well right. but ultimately when you have a good tenant with experience of course you don't want them to go yeah. as well mm-hmm. but uh, again it's all about taking the right decision uh, mm-hmm. for the business mm-hmm. if you um, sometimes definitely you do get a request where mm-hmm. the tenant wishes to move into a bigger apartment a bigger unit sorry yeah right uh, then you'll see how can you help them if you have a more space and you can move in then of course there's a lot of other step that you have to take mm-hmm. but ultimately just because someone wants to pay you 40 percent you want to get uh, you get rid of of course that's not the approach uh, i would recommend to anyone no, fair enough, fair enough. That, that's a good approach as well because it kind of goes back to the earlier point that you said that tenant retention is super important yeah. right and by doing something the way that you just said you're emphasizing and focusing on tenant retention more than you know actual like new customer acquisition right yeah. so, and that, that kind of plays very well into that theme so that's that, that's an interesting point um, something that we notice as we speak to more and more customers in different parts of the world uh, is that every part of the world gets a few things right and they can do better on a few things right right um, so from that perspective let's say for UAE at large what do you think is something that the property management uh, or even the real estate industry does really well here and what do you think is one thing that the industry can do better on? Yes, okay. I think uh, one of the things which uh, the, the market they can do better is to have more certified property management uh, team or uh, the, the people mm-hmm. within, the, within the departments mm-hmm. because the, the certified property manager will give the credibility mm-hmm. in the eye of the landlord, mm-hmm. in the eye of the client mm-hmm. and ultimately the team will be gelled together to speak the same language. Right. And that will help not only you to grow as a department, but mm-hmm. ultimately uh, will help you to grow the business as well. Very interesting. So today, let's say that a property management firm is pitching to a landlord. Does the landlord even ask, hey, how many of your employees are certified? I and mean, is that even a question that comes up today? Um, it's a good question, Ajay. And I would say is that uh, I, I hardly believe that maybe anybody would be asking. Mm-hmm. I think first of all, which you need to look at the scope of work, whether the scope of work actually says that the team should be fully certified. Mm-hmm. They definitely may say that the property manager or the director mm-hmm. could be the, yeah. uh, you know, certified, but what about the team? Correct. So those who needs to perform the work <laughs> on the ground, those who has to tackle with the with, the, with everyone, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's extremely important, but you, 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 you raise a very nice point, I think. Uh, this question should be that maybe on the top of the list. Absolutely, certainly. Uh, so yeah, I mean, but I I think so. That's that's the the good thing is that I've seen um, Institute of Real Estate Management, which is from USA. They are one of the most credible organization when it comes mm-hmm. to the property management certification. Mm-hmm. Um, they are coming in the UAE. I've mm-hmm. seen that uh, they have started offering the courses uh, right. in the UAE, and which is a good sign. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, of course, uh, locally, there are many institutions who are, of course, offering as well, mm-hmm. which is good as well. As yeah. well, the industry grow, yeah. as well, people, uh, as well, we learn, that's more important. Mm-hmm. So, and ultimately, that will help everyone. Yeah. So, uh, that's where I look at it. I mean, uh, um, irrespective, as long as the courses that is being offered, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure that uh, the, the good thing being part in the UAE is that, you know, everybody has to go through the 
the right departments like uh, you know Department of Municipal Transport Affairs which is DMT in the Abu Dhabi, yeah. RERA in Dubai and of course in other states. So yeah. all these organizations has to you know whatever they're offering then of course there's a KHDA or the you yeah. know the education houses so of yeah. course they get certifications from them as well before yeah. they offer any such courses yeah. which is also good so the credibility is already there yeah, 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 yeah. right no, it's, it's, which is a good thing it's a, it's a really interesting point um, I started like thinking after you mentioned the point just now when you're looking at large-scale consultants like McKinsey and BCG right when they are pitching to their clients which are typically big corporates yeah. one of the things that they pitch is that everybody in my company has an MBA and not only do they have an MBA like they're all like Howard grads and Stanford grads and like they will say they are CFA they are they are CFA and yeah, you know, they are MRI well yes, qualified like you know they're very well credentialed yeah. and that's why you should work with me and you know not, not work with the next consultancy right um, so kind of like similar vibes right like from, from what you're saying um, maybe that's something that a lot of property management companies should take more seriously because the market is has a lot of competition in property management a great way to pitch could just be that hey look we are a 50 member team yeah. and all 50 of us are certified Absolutely. right by IRM like CAI whatever those yes. institutes can be MRICS uh, so RICS it could be any of these Absolutely. Right? and that can just be like a very good way to pitch so uh, I really like that point I think that's something that um, companies should take you know like a lot more seriously I was reading one of these uh, an article that you had written where you had mentioned that uh, as far as the UAE goes, you consider that the built environment is an unparalleled success. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to understand, you know, like, how do you substantiate, uh, you know, that statement? Uh, I would say it's the, it's the vision of the UAE leadership, mm-hmm. and which actually, um, I would say, uh, has, uh, um, you know, given me the, you know, kind of words which I've written in the article because uh, if you if you will see the way the UAE is today. And the way it has transformed uh, within the built environment, it's unparalleled, of course, definitely. And we name any part of the world within mm-hmm. within the two decades, you see the kind of uh, structures that has come from the ground. I mean, uh, I mean that has raised above the ground. Is it's like you know beyond the imagination of certain. I mean, that's few are the actually engineer marvels, like you know, right. uh, and. How it happened because the leadership has given a clear vision mm-hmm. where they wish to see the country, mm-hmm. and whoever has come and did the investment, whether it was institutional investment or mm-hmm. the the corporate giants who has joined hands, mm-hmm. uh, the private and the government firms, and they created something. They understood what the government is looking for. I mean, what what is the vision of the uh, of the UAE leadership? Yeah, and they created something, you know, completely different to to map out the UAE from the rest of the world. Well, when you talk about uh, the hospitality sector, you talk about the residential, the mm-hmm. office environment, you talk about the leisure and entertainment. Look at Abu Dhabi, I mean, uh, all kind of, you know, leisure and entertainment concepts that are coming in Abu Dhabi is like nowhere in the world. I mean, they're right. trying to be different. Same goes to Dubai as well. Yeah. So, uh, so it, it's that, that's kind of a vision, I would say, that helped. Like, for example, look at the vision now for 2040. Mm-hmm. The UL leadership has clearly mapped out what the vision is. Mm-hmm. The focus there on the sustainability. Correct. So whoever the investors or the, the corporates uh, or the government, uh, they're going to do the spending in the real estate sector. Mm-hmm. They will look for the projects which are sustainable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, and to meet the, actually, you know, ultimately the goal of the, uh, the UAE. Yeah. Right, yeah. and that helps you to define where you are, and ultimately, who sets up the, all these things? It's the leadership. It's the leadership. No, that's fantastic. Like, and the point around sustainability is especially relevant because 
there is a larger movement around sustainability across the world okay. right and uh, especially decarbonization has been a very hot topic uh, or it's becoming a hot topic right now yeah. right so from your experience what do you think are maybe a couple of simple things any landlord property manager can do which would have a quick impact in decarbonizing their real estate ah see uh, the uh, i mean uh, we first of all we we UAE is going to be the uh, has called 2023 is the year of sustainability yeah, isn't yeah. it right so that's the great news and uh, i'm actually looking forward to so many events attending so many events that's coming uh, mm-hmm. in the coming mm-hmm. months uh, um, well as a property manager i i would say uh, or i would implement something is to have the right uh, uh, going back i would say uh, the we not we should not forget that real estate accounts 35% of the carbon emissions yeah. globally yeah yeah right yeah. and that's a huge number huge number 35% uh, so of course we each every one of us within the industry as a property manager as an agent as the the construction uh, as a developer mm-hmm. uh, project managers whoever is working within that field have their own part to play absolutely right yeah. but as a property manager i would say uh, is energy management is mm-hmm. one of the thing that you should start looking at immediately Mm-hmm. and having the right technology mm-hmm. to measure your energy mm-hmm. will actually tell you that what steps you need to take yeah yeah and i think because and and it won't happen overnight right you must invest yourself into that it mm-hmm. will keep it, it will take um, months or maybe a year a mm-hmm. year to mm-hmm. even give you the data mm-hmm. to understand what your building needs right. and then you start taking yeah yeah right that's where i think you must begin with mm-hmm. um However, as a property manager, you can also take so many small, small steps as well. Mm-hmm. You can, first of all, you know, engage into a communication mm-hmm. with your commercial tenants or with your residential tenants as well, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You, you, and and it's very important consistency. Mm-hmm. You cannot stop today after sending one newsletter or one communication or one right. event, right. and you just say, okay, you know what? Six months, we just stop and don't. you must engage into a communication and try to create a kind of an events around that theme mm-hmm. where you can encourage your residents you know let's let's participate in the recycling mm. as a property manager work on how can you you know promote the recycling within your thing right uh, having a uh, small information or very key information to your residents or tenants by saying that when you not at home please you know switch off the lights right. when you leave the offices unplug your you know uh, the, the laptop right. charger devices and all these things right um, apart from that uh, talking to your uh, community is that you know participate in uh, the kind of uh, you know community events that we are participating mm-hmm. and try you know um, have a theme on one of the on sustainability or on the energy management yeah. right one section is there so yeah. all this small communication we start talking about it yeah. uh, and you keep doing it keep doing it and trust me unless if you will stop after 6 months you have to start from absolutely scratch mm-hmm. i'll give you a small example in one of my uh, previous role uh, we we start recycling mm-hmm. and uh, several recycling bags uh, were st- stopped Mm-hmm. by uh, through a certain i mean uh, i will not go more in detail but mm-hmm. we we could not provide recycling bags uh, to the to, to the tenants for uh, i would say 3 months not 6 months and i can tell you that percentage of the recycling before 3 mm-hmm. months before when we stopped and after mm-hmm. the 3 months and it took us 6 months again to go back to what we were doing 
Did the tenant change? No, hardly 80% were the same. Only 20% maybe moved out and all that. Yeah. But of course, you know, they were not getting the bags. Yeah. So the entire habit changed within three months. Yeah. So that's extremely important that you keep reminding the residents that what kind of role they have to play. Hmm. And once they, you will start engaging them into hmm. a communication, hmm. having a more you know constructive feedback hmm. from the resident that you accept it from the hmm. tenants, hmm. and then you implement it in your day-to-day steps, hmm. uh, things what you do, hmm. that will help you to play your part. And again, as I said, it's not a big thing. Uh, there is a lot to be done, mm-hmm. but playing your own part mm-hmm. will ultimately put everyone uh, become everyone make responsible to do their part as well. Fantastic. And that's I think as a community that we can you know build on and make a difference. And now that we've touched on the theme of community, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of talk and. Um, uh, there's quite a lot happening with community engagement yeah. from a build for sale perspective kind of a market, right? Yeah. Like start five units, etc. Like I mean, there, there is something happening there. From a rental perspective, yeah. what do you think are some things that landlords, property managers can do to maybe like better engage their community? Uh, I believe uh, to engage with the with your with your residents, it's the communication. Communication is the key. Um, uh, if you are even managing a single unit or you're managing the um, the entire building, mm-hmm. um, a communication, a, a consistent communication, is a key to success. Mm-hmm. Um, and that includes communication about what's happening within the building. Mm-hmm. That's about the having a you know eye on the repairs and maintenance of uh, the building, um, understanding the pulse. Uh, of the tenants, mm-hmm. speaking with the staff who are uh, on the ground, whether it's the housekeeping staff, the security, because they know which tenant is in distress, who is having the challenge in particular floors, right. who is a nuisance, Correct. Uh, who uh, who's ha- maybe they're not talking to you, but talking to your staff who is manage who are who is within the building is extremely important as well. Mm-hmm. So I believe these are the small steps will help you to shape your decision right. in terms of management. I'm not going uh, or a very what is called, uh, you know, the major steps. That's totally different. How you manage your rentals, how you manage your facility team, and all right. those things. But the operation matters on the ground mm-hmm. because what matters on the ground is how your tenants are feeling. Right. And uh, once you have the uh, hand on the pulse, or you you know what they feel, mm-hmm. that will give you the satisfaction. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, the revenue at the end of your NOI is high. Of course, it will give you ultimately. But as a property manager, what gives you the satisfaction is the resident or the tenant mm-hmm. who is living in your or working in your property. Right. If they are satisfied mm-hmm. and they come every day, they go mm-hmm. satisfied every day, mm-hmm. or they will leave, they come back from office and go back to the, the parking is clean, the right. lobbies are, uh, the lobby orders, uh, order is good, there's no bad order, the right. housekeeping is fine, the security is knows what they're supposed to do, there are no so many encroachment or the corridors are not flushed with all the bicycles and yeah. shoes and all. These are small, small things which makes a difference, trust right. me. They may not, because they are the tenants are so busy, they may not come to you immediately and complain you as yeah. a property manager. Yeah. But what ultimately will help you is that when they see that they don't come to you and when everything is, they, they will actually appreciate you after maybe out three or six months because oh. they know the word of mouth will spread. The loud tenants who complain to you, they are actually better than the quiet tenants who just leave and because that becomes a retention problem, right? So like at least when a customer complains, you know that they're having a challenge. Actually, I tell my team that if anybody comes and complains to you, mm-hmm. and I, I, my experience actually, uh, 
of the last 14 years, I can tell you that maybe only five or six percent mm -hmm. tenants may come to you and you may call them nuisance. Mm -hmm. And trust me, they are the one oh, yeah. who are they're running your show, I would say, who, who are actually helping you to improve you. I agree. I agree. And if anybody comes to me and my, my team and says that, you know, that, oh, the standard is always coming, I said, you should say thank you. Yeah. I will tell you one thing. Um, um, it's when I was in the school, uh, grade five. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, my principal name was Elias. And he, um, whenever we do mistake, and uh, we always, of course, get the punishment from the teacher. And if you do not say thank you to the teacher, mm -hmm. you may have, you, you, there's another strike for you. <laughs> I will not say it was, very, so it was like, just like that, I would say, a strike right. on the uh, hand. But, uh, but the reason of, but the importance was the purpose of saying thank you. Because right. what the teacher has told you mm -hmm. is not because something because you're bad, it's, it was for your own betterment. Yeah. So yeah. you must understand the value of thank you because someone yeah. told you something right. Yeah. So I said the same to my team. I said, guys, if someone comes to you and complain about it, yeah. you should say internally. First of all, you say thank you to him. If you're not saying thank you, but at least you say internally because you could get to know something which could be a disaster after two or three months. And, and the thing is, as the management team, it's actually your job to find out that there is a problem. Right? Yeah. So when the customer is complaining, they're doing your job for you. Absolutely, right? exactly. So it's, you're actually doing lesser work. So I completely agree that you, know, you should be uh, thanking the more vocal ones. <laughs> and I've kind of also found uh, this interesting point. The people, the tenants, residents who complain more, if they see that you're acting on their feedback, they become your most vocal proponents. Absolutely. Um, they become your advocates. They, they, they become great advocates. They, they're the ones who come and give you testimonials. Yeah. They're the ones who refer their friends. So they're the ones who kind of like move, right? Um, although they're vocal, that's a fantastic thing because like that shows that they're more committed to making yeah. your community better compared to someone who's just like, you know, quite, yeah. Okay, every once in a while the lift won't work, you know, I just have to take the stairs. And they don't complain, they don't talk, but you know, quietly, when maybe their friends ask, hey, is there a vacant apartment, you know, in your uh, in, in your community? They will just say, no, don't, don't move here. I'll give you another example. In one of my uh, last experience, uh, when I joined, there was a, a one tenant, a couple, mm -hmm. who has uh, who has been sending complaints like, every day. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was told that do not reply because uh, they always are the uh, they always make a complaint, so don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. They're used to of not being getting answer, not getting answer. Mm -hmm. And I said because they're sending complaints because they're not getting the answer. Right. If you will start answering them logically right. and under, make them understand, mm -hmm. maybe whatever the complaints or the issues they have, they mm -hmm. may not does not make sense. So maybe that's not appropriate what they're asking for. Yeah. Or is that something which you cannot offer? Right. But still, you're supposed to answer them. Right. You let them understand. Right. And I think so in property management, the complaints will reduce if you actually start talking to your tenants. If you will not talk to your tenants, the complaints will only continue. Yeah. And I would say that, in, I also, based on my experience, if you will communicate mm -hmm. instead of answering the emails mm -hmm. of the clients, mm -hmm. they may not understand how things work. Yeah. You may reduce, the, uh, you may solve 75% complaints mm -hmm. over the phone call then going back and forth on the email. Yeah. That's another thing which I have personally feel through my experience. Mm -hmm. Because when you talk, mm -hmm. you engage. Right. When you engage, you create a, build a repo. Once right. you build a repo, you try to solve the problem. Then the other party also comes to the terms and understand that someone's there to help yeah. them. Yeah. So it's extremely important in property management, the communication skills that will help you to you know, manage your property well. Yeah.
Fantastic. So, uh, I think we've touched a lot upon the people aspect, yeah. right, and the personal aspect of property right. management. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the technology aspect of property management as well, right? Um, you must have, of course, used like various different, you know, like technologies, yeah. software, and things like that to manage um, properties and assets. What do you wish was a piece of technology that existed to can, you know, like, that can make your life a little better? Uh, well, uh, there are definitely many players in the market. Mm -hmm. um, of course, Housebank is uh, one of them. Um, if you talk about my wish list and that's something which I am uh, actually working on, uh, is to have a kind of a proper ecosystem mm -hmm. where I can have my community management, property management, facility management, and customer experience mm -hmm. uh, platforms. Mm -hmm. So they, they have their own functions where I can have the data from all these functions under one mm -hmm. and I can analyze under one umbrella and you know run the show accordingly. Mm -hmm. I uh, Definitely there are players for community management in the industry, there are players for the property management, there are players for fiscal management, right. there are players for customer experience as well. Right. But if you ask me, is there anyone who mm -hmm. you know uh, trumps all, I think, so. I doubt that. Uh, I mean, that's my personal opinion. Yeah, uh, there yeah. could be many. I'd be happy if someone can please share with me the name and all that. I, I can share <laughs> the name. It's called <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, that's great. Uh, so th that's how it is. I believe yeah. that's my wish list. I was, okay. and that's something I'm actually working on mm -hmm. uh, to have create a kind of an ecosystem. Okay. Um, I still have to meet, uh, join hands with a couple of service providers. Or, but still, I would say I still be able to get kind of uh, integration and ultimately seeing data under one umbrella, yeah, under one yeah. dashboard. I yeah. think the, the purpose I think uh, for, for this is it will give me uh, a much more indication how our customers, those who bought the property, how they feel, mm -hmm. the one who lives in the property, how they reside in the property, the, those who work in the property, right. what are they, their term fields, and ultimately the visitors who come in there as well. Yeah. So all this experience and ultimately, and, and not last but not least, how the building is performing in terms of the energy, in terms of the uh, operations, in terms of the life cycle, all these things matters a lot. So once we have all those, and I believe there are certain, uh, some very good software, as mentioned, Hostmark is one of them as well, uh, and some other softwares which uh, I closely, uh, you know, uh, looking how they're evolving over the time. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I would say that uh, exciting times ahead, but yeah. one, that something is going to be innovation. That's a fair point. Like, something that we also noticed, look, we are of course a player in the market as well. But we also noticed that someone's good at property management, someone's good at community management, someone's good at facility management, um, customer experience. Like, so everyone's good at different things. Um, although they offer the other things as yes. well. True. But they don't have like one platform which is fantastic at everything that you know you can just like completely get on board. Uh, I understand where you're coming from, and even the ones which are like, let's say, good at one niche use case, um, they are not very good at integrating onto like a larger system, mm. right? So the point that you mentioned that hey, you know, I want like maybe like a single command center to yeah. manage my entire portfolio. Yes, uh, I do agree with you. Like you know, it's it's very tough making making that happen. Yeah, uh, I can understand from the other side as well. Thank you. Um, so let's maybe like talk a little bit more about buying software itself or buying technology, okay. right? So many different companies expect different things when they are buying software. Like some people want to buy from a big brand name, some people want to buy software which is cost effective, somebody really just wants to buy from like a local player, you know, mm -hmm. somebody they can meet and like you know can send it to the local team, etc. 
so for you when you are thinking of buying software yeah um to make your life better like what is maybe the single most important thing that you feel is required um that you look for you know when you are buying technology software right see um as a as a property manager uh, i have to um meet the objectives and goals of the landlord mm-hmm. and uh, whether the landlord actually wants any technology or not that's first question <laughs> right that's it that's it yeah uh, and that's where actually sometimes the property managers suffer because the landlord are not ready to invest right, right. Uh, without understanding the benefits that they have mm-hmm. uh, for the not only for them forget about i mean on the investment on the on the revenue mm-hmm. what about the property and the people who work in there that's important as well Uh, so that's one thing. So let's say, if, of course, uh, I've been tasked by the property manager to, of course, to you know find a right tool for the property, and that's where comes the, uh, the industry players for sure. The credibility mm-hmm. will be definitely set every anyone apart. So right. when it comes to credibility, easily maybe five or six will separate from the rest. Simple, of course, right? Of course. And that's where I think I'll step in, and then of course, that's where um, um, the communication happens. that what because they have their own kind of a softwares which is uh, you know black basic right they offer to everyone right, right. and then what is your need as well mm-hmm. so having uh, as a property manager you definitely should know uh, how now so how does that work mm-hmm. what is your actual requirement mm-hmm. because sometime as a property manager you may not have an it department who understand who can help you out to drop the scope of work yeah or what is the kind of needs for the technology and all that so as a property manager this also becomes you know we are i call proprietors and all rounders as well because that's where right. you step in and start studying about the what kind of you know information you need for the technology and you have to study a lot to understand the need right. before you even start having a discussion right? right so that's i would say the credibility will set mm-hmm. apart that's mm-hmm. one thing mm-hmm. and after credibility is the um, uh, the customization mm-hmm. is one uh, element that's where uh, i customizable cuz yeah. absolutely because as i said i mean we just start touch about that can we have everything under one uh, soft no may not right? right so as a company that should be ready future ready for integration in the future as well for any other software as well so yeah. that customization is extremely important yeah. user experience is one thing which is important mm-hmm. not only for my staff but as well as of course the one which i'm offering to my clients as well mm-hmm. uh, 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 interface uh, with the you know integration as well that's one thing mm-hmm. uh, apart from that and uh, last but not least uh, the the cost I mean, uh, I, I believe that uh, the technology firm needs to understand is there are so many players in the market. Right. I believe it's time that for them to, I would say, rethink on the cost uh, element as well, uh, because if you are here to make a difference, mm-hmm. um, I would say think about the cost that you are, because if you really want every, uh, you know, everyone in the industry to start using tools, yeah. and you're here to make it. I was to be to become a partner mm-hmm. than just being a stand alone yeah. right yeah. Uh, that will uh, can that can make a difference yeah. um so uh, yeah these are the few yeah. things which i think can back as well uh, on the cost part right like even, even we think about that quite a bit um especially because whether the customer can afford it or not or mm-hmm. no the customer has deep pockets look all that doesn't matter there's yeah. a market pricing Absolutely. right like Uh, and it really comes from how much value you can help customers derive True. and then you can take a portion of that right, right. so uh, definitely i feel like a lot of companies i feel have probably gotten the pricing wrong mm-hmm. uh, hopefully like you know that, that should be something that they keep in mind uh, maybe just like you know to, to finish this uh, entire thing up um, property managers management has changed quite a bit right in the last decade would love to get your views on how 
what does this industry look like in the year 2033? In the next decade, how do you think property management is going to change? Uh, okay. Uh, in this part of the world, I mean, see, ultimately, I think you start uh, in the beginning, we just talking about it. Ultimately, property management, anywhere in the world, is the same. It's a, it's a piece of land or the block, the building that you're managing. It's the ultimately what what you know what uh, brings the shine to those uh, you know uh, block of walls are the people who live there. Right. Right. And uh, the world is becoming so small that you, you know you are having you're dealing with people from the different part of the world and one thing, right? And that's where I believe as a responsibility, I, I, I see the industry is becoming more people-centric. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And uh, as a responsibility towards industry, I believe the, I see the companies or the property management firms will start looking at the credibility mm -hmm. more and more mm -hmm. and having the right people with the right tools to manage those assets. Mm -hmm. And landlord will also start looking into that perspective as well okay. because they need to to make sure that the value of the property does not decrease, mm -hmm. and the and there is a recurring income that comes from the property, and yeah. that will always come with the credibility and trust that you put on the property managers. Right. So I believe um, looking at the industry in the next ten years, I see that it's going to be more people central, mm -hmm. uh, more credibility with mm -hmm. the right people, with the right courses, with mm -hmm. the right certifications, mm -hmm. um, and ultimately that will not help. Of course, the building right. uh, or the people, but most importantly, it will uh, help the industry to grow and become more mature. And I'll be more happy on that. Oh, that's fantastic. Because uh, at the heart of it all, yeah. property management is a people business. Absolutely. Right. And I really like your point that you know, the industry has to formalize itself a little bit more. All the certifications, all the credentialing, yes. like much needed, so that like there are better people yeah. uh, in the industry, and they can you know kind of make the real estate yeah. and the community experiences much better. Uh, thank you so much for your time, Jawad. This was such an insightful conversation. I uh, hope we will keep touching base with you and you know, see how the industry moves forward. Definitely, I look forward to it. I thank you so much thank for you. coming to Imtahan and a pleasure to welcome you here. Fantastic. If you like the show, please don't forget to give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.